0: Hi, this is Johnny. I'm your host, and you are listening to Music Scenes. The music that made us. Hello, everybody. Johnny here. What inspires you? What makes you want to do better in this world? Is it the person you love? Is it the children you have? The family you have? The friends you have? What inspires you to... Not feel selfish and make an impact for the better. I find it difficult at times to not think about what others are thinking about myself and the choices I make. I find it hard at times to strive and to keep moving forward with the things I want to do. I do this podcast because I truly and non-selfishly would love to inspire people, even if it's just for a little bit. Music inspires me when I listen to songs that have emotion, that have meaning to me. There's movies out there that inspire me. There's books out there that inspire me. There's people that inspire me. The people that inspire me, anytime I feel like, am I doing what I truly want to do? Then I have these moments that awaken me and say, yes, you are. You're on the right path. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. I try to hold on to friends that I feel like I want to try to reach, but sometimes they don't want to be reached and sometimes they have selfish reasons for hoping that you don't aspire to what you do or feel that maybe you are not connecting to something or someone. But then I have moments where I'm like, I do feel like I'm connecting and inspiring. Sometimes it takes some difficult situations in my life to make me realize that I need to move forward and, and that I need to do what I want to do to perfect things and to fine-tune things and sometimes you just have to let it be and just all flaws all the all the things that uh, show who you truly are sometimes I feel like my mind wanders and I don't focus like I should and that I should try to find ways to better focus my thoughts sometimes i just let things flow and and then i am just me i know that i'm i hope that i'm reaching some people out there i just need to do it more from the heart i guess or the soul or that gut feeling i get when i know i'm saying and doing the right things to let us know we're not alone We are all different in a lot of ways. Sometimes the person we're with doesn't even know who we truly are. And sometimes we don't know who we truly are because we've faked it for so long. And sometimes we need to be our true selves to reach that level of humanity that we're looking for. Reach that level of happiness we're looking for. Reach that level of connection that we are looking for. So I... No, things aren't easy to come to, so sometimes you got to go, as they say, through the trenches to get where you really need to go. As I'm coming upon here in a couple months, my two-year anniversary of this podcast, I want to continue to be honest and say what I want to say and do what I want to do, but also try to bring some enjoyment, bring some relatability, some connection of some sorts, I guess I... I love music, but I love people, and I want us to enjoy what we're doing, whatever it is we're doing, but sometimes it's hard. We have difficult days, and we can't always enjoy what we're doing because this is the cards we are dealt, and we make the best of it in this life that keeps moving forward. This train never stops. I miss the connections I have with certain people. I'm hoping that I can continue to do what I need to do to make my life better, whether it is my health or my happiness. I continue to do this. I continue to create some kind of art that hopefully makes our lives a little bit better. I just wish I had more feedback sometimes, and I just wish I had folks reaching out to me saying, yes, this does make my life a little bit better or entertains my life for a little while throughout the day. And I don't know, hopefully it'll all come together. And eventually by moving forward, this little show will turn into something. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being a support for me. I will always remember that. And without any further ado, this is part two of a conversation with Jeremy McCree and Jack Miller on 90s bands and artists. I hope you enjoy this. hope it lets you think about some people that you may have forgotten about. And also, feel free to let me know who some of your favorite people are. I will have at the end of this podcast ways you can reach out to me and here we go so the reason i came up with this decision for this this episode was because of this band um i listened to a podcast with the lead singer i went back and i listened to their i think it was their debut album and it's one of those albums was like it's one of those things that's hard to. they tried it with their second album they had a hit on their second album after this but it was that first album, and they came out in 93, and I, I believe this was, uh, no, so they might have an album out before this, because the album came out in 97, and it was their self-titled album, and it was Third Eye Blind, and yeah. it was one of those bands where it was like, they couldn't capture that album.
1: Yeah, they, they couldn't recapture the magic of that album, they, that's the yeah. one that had Jumper and um semi charm life semi charm life how's it going
0: to be right
1: they had the three they had the three big the three big hits and they they tried i was what's his name stephen jenkins yes there you go thank Uh, you i was disappointed to hear later on after now long after long uh, years down the road that he wasn't really a part of the band he was kind of a hired gun um and he became part of the band but i mean he wasn't like initially like it wasn't organic and so i was a little disappointed in that but he kind of to me his voice kind of makes that band Yes, um, and I, I agree with you. I like that band. I like that album a lot, and the rest of their stuff. They tried, and they just couldn't quite get
0: there. Yeah, the blue covered album, the one that was after that. They,
1: the, had, they had one hit on there too, didn't um, it? Or it was uh, a blue.
0: Blue is the name of the album. Right. Ironically <laughs> enough, um, "Never Let You Go" was the song right. on there. But and it was yeah. a minor
1: hit compared to the others. It wasn't yeah. not, not even as large. The hit, wasn't the hit wasn't even as big. So,
0: but yeah, that, that was one of these bands that like. Couldn't capture it again after, you know. But see, this, this, and you guys know that they were just like, like the record industry was just building that freaking money machine and like, okay, singers, songwriters, different styles of music. Let's see what we got here. Let's see what we can pull out.
2: Shit
1: out. Yeah, me. and
0: yeah. You, when we start going through some more of these bands, you will see those differences.
1: What do you got, Jack? That's so what I was kind of looking at, and I haven't quite decided who. I mean, there's a couple I can bring up. Um, I think one i gravitated was garbage yes uh, you know yeah did i steal one of yours no no <laughs> because I, I, I don't
2: i don't know enough about them to 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 have a discussion about them
1: They're, i yeah well i have to say i well i like garbage for just because i love their sound and the yes. funny thing one of the one of the weirdest criticisms i heard of garbage was a friend of mine said i don't know if i like them too much they they sound overproduced
0: and that's all they are. Right, so exactly. And that's
1: ironically, that's, that's, well, people who don't know, the reason it's ironic is because three out of the four members are all record producers. <laughs> so, they very that. well know. Oh, yeah. Butch Big yeah, is their drummer. Yeah, that's true. That you that, that's... <laughs> yeah. All three of the other members, all three of the, the three male members of Garbage are all record producers in their own right and decided to do an album together. Mm-hmm. And they recruited um, Shirley, Manson. Shirley Manson from Holly and the Italians. Uh, that was her band before before Scottish. Garbage. Uh, yes, and I just saw them recently open up for Tears for Fears a few a couple months ago, and still amazing. She sounds amazing. The band still sounds very tight, Um and so I mean, granted, they they had a couple hits over a couple albums, and they it kind of faded a little bit, but they still a very solid act, and for their time, very good, very different, and just you know a great sound they their you know. It's a, Overproduced or not, but I mean, that's why you laugh so heartily because yeah, I, you know, my friend goes, well, I don't like them. they're overproduced. I'm like, but the whole band is <clears> record <throat> producer. Yep. What would you expect? Mm-hmm. That's like saying the movie Dumb and Dumber is dumb, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But yep. I you know I still enjoy them quite a bit. And Shirley Manson is, you know, um, a, a good, a very good uh, female, one of the few great female vocalists of the '90s.
0: And she shows up in the um, Jagged Little Pill uh, documentary about Alanis Morissette and mm-hmm. talks about. How she influenced her to become who she was as far as a singer and songwriter. It's amazing how these little catapults, you know, like if it wasn't for this person, this person, sure. this person, you know, someone's got
1: to kick open the door. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got Jeremy.
2: So I had to go look them up, uh, and I can't say on any level that I actually listened to these guys in the '90s. Uh, I came to the game late, but uh, there's a band called Blue October. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and 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 so I have gone since Good gone man. back. I've since gone back and listened not to anything, not to a lot of their new stuff, and that's just because I didn't. The last album that I heard from them, I wasn't. Uh, it went a little bit almost electronic poppy for me, and mm-hmm. I wasn't sure like I was really into it. I mean, they had their first album came out in '98, mm-hmm. um, but I was introduced to them when Foiled came out, which yes. was 2006, and and that's what I got into them. And so, uh, and I'm going to talk about my recovery here. Uh, the reason that they hit me so much is that during that time frame the two thousand to six they had two songs off that album then the one they had
1: the one about recovery that you yes. mentioned.
2: The entire album is about recovery and about relationships, right? Mm-hmm. He's got this whole this whole recovery thing going on, but he's also going through he's also using this as his muse to or his voice for the relationships. But I'm thinking that the relationships were damaged because of the recovery, right? Mm-hmm. But I was going through a lot of personal shit with relationships and with drugs at that point in time. And, um,
0: I had a girlfriend that turned me on at that time to them who, I never heard of him until I talked, you know, we were hanging out <laughs> and she was, um, really into him and she took me to go see him and I and was really thoroughly impressed by Wait, their live act. I,
2: I haven't seen him, but when Foil came out, mm-hmm. I, I, Foil, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, foiled, and then Approaching Normal because Approaching Normal is the, my opinion and it could be wrong, uh, is, is the, is he so foiled is him coming out of the drugs and the relationships and approaching normalism actually leveling out and getting this shit together and actually like Mm -hmm. approaching normal approaching normal i played the and this is 2006 2007 2009 i played the hell out of those two albums even when i was in the midst of some of the worst worst of my drug addiction Mm -hmm. before the alcohol even kicked in so yeah those guys hold a really good place in my heart just because of um the, the where I was in my plate in my life and um, relatable um, experience Yes. Um, so, anyways, yeah, that's what I got. Great one, man. A really, a <laughs> really, good. One. Really, really
1: good one. I, do, I do enjoy their music as well. Um, they definitely they have, they have a unique sound. The vocalist has a great, uh, unique sound to his voice. That's the, a that of time, the brothers, time that catches me. The, bro-
2: the, the, the least singer on the and the, think the guitarists are brothers. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. The fact that you've got a brother who's a guitarist who's supporting his brother who's a vocalist and, and watching this person go through it. I can only imagine that's what Allison Chains had, would have become if Lane had gotten clean and had gotten through that, kind uh, nice of came out, out the other side. and yeah. came out the other, yeah, other yeah, side yeah. of it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're and, absolutely right and, and, I agree. And Lane would never, I don't think on any level, would never be a happy person, but his version of happy would be amazing to listen to in this day and age, right? Because if you look at, I mean, how dark all of that stuff is in that time, it, the heroin, like, it just, it... You know, like we die young. Yeah. Right. He yeah. did, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he, he called it. He said, This is what's happening to me. I'm living this and this is what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So and I'm glad that for Blue October I can't remember the lead singer's name, um, was able to come out come, come through that. Exactly. You know, and through. we had a
0: quite a bit of few um artists in the nineties that was one after another you know, we talk about Lane, but we talk about there's Shannon Hoon from uh, uh, B- uh Blind Melon, who you know, along with you know Kurt, but there was there was, there uh, was what's
1: was, his name Brad Brad Noel from Brad uh, Noel from Sublime, yeah.
2: yeah. You know Johnny Hickman from um Hickman Dalton game, but uh, Johnny Hickman was in, in Cracker, in Cracker, yes, and, yeah, yeah, Cracker. So Johnny, he was a low. <laughs> the song Low is all about heroin. Yeah,
0: know, you know. And so we had a lot of these uh, bands that were just, you know, dealing with a lot of shit and it was reflecting in their music yes. and it was one, you know, that's the thing is like I think that it was one of those things where we didn't have much of it in the 80s, you know, it's like, this was like, the 90s was kind of like in a way the sixth, late 60s, you know, right. 70s, you know, like as far as the songwriting reflecting upon the lifestyles and the life. It was all cocaine in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but the, yeah,
1: the, the, nin- the 90s were kind of the hangover of the 80s, yes. like the 70s was the hangover of the yes. 60s. Yes. I, I yeah, there you go. I can agree with Great that. analogy there. Thank
0: you. This is one of these bands that still tours and sells out shows, and um, they're they not were. as successful as they were. Didn't they
1: put out something recently as well? Because I know who you're going to talk about. Yeah, and they and have. And it wasn't bad. And was I like really him a lot.
0: And. This is one we talked about earlier in a previous podcast. Is, this is one of these albums I love from front to back. I loved it so much I had to buy it on vinyl. Yeah, and really? that is August and Everything After by Counting Gross. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking great album. That is a seminal album yes. of, their,
1: of their catalog yes. because um, that was their breakout album. But it was also just a, a good album. Every every epic. aspect. The, play, the, the, the musicianship was there. The production was there. And Durrant's M Durritz's uh, vocals were spot on, and mm-hmm. still, I and mean, still are. He's still a very, he's still, oh he still, he still has the same voice he always has. And I, I heard some recent stuff from theirs. It was actually still really solid. Yes. May not, it may not be commercially successful, but they're still a very solid.
0: Bass. And it's hard to do that. It's hard to be commercially successful and. You know
1: very few bands can carry their their legacy on for many decades yes that's why it's such a when they when they do they should be held in high esteem we, we yeah. saw them didn't we I can't remember if I saw them or not believe it or not I, I, I'm not positive I want to say yes I have seen them but I'm not I could possibly for us in Minneapolis <laughs> at, that,
2: at that, that last Best Buy can, it, it's, the, it's the, possible
1: the, yeah I don't know but that's it's an excellent choice because that's yeah, you talk about a band that was you know like. I hear I sit and say I don't care for Americana, but I like the refreshments. I like, um, you know, um, the County Crows. Mm-hmm. So there's bands I guess that are on the fringe. I guess yeah. I, you know it depends on the how deep into that style you go. But, but
0: you, you yeah. get, I mean, you listen, to, like come back and listen to some of these songs, like Round here. I mean, obviously Mr. Ranking. Jones. Yes, exactly. You know, and here's the thing is that they had another resurgence to build them up again, and that was thankful because of. Um, Shrek, you know, I mean, (laughs) you know, so it's like, you know, but they had a follow up album, you know, that was even equally as fucking good after that. Recovering the satellite, Satellite. yeah, that was was
1: it. Wasn't as commercially successful, but it was still a very good album. Yes, Yes. yeah, very. I think it was was almost, yeah, it was almost as on par as. August and everything after. Yeah.
0: But, you know. So, but no, um, I would see them in a heartbeat if they came through town today.
1: I wouldn't mind seeing them again too, yeah. just because it would be a nostalgic show. Partially because we're talking about all the great things of the '90s from that from that band. But yeah. I just think they would be so good; they would they would not disappoint live today.
0: Yeah, I can just see in his interviews to this day, he seems like a humbling, like cool guy. You know, Adam Durovitz. So, who do you have?
1: I'm going to talk about another band that was kind of successful and still. I mean, and you know. Uh, it's collective soul. Yes, yes. <laughs> I will agree with that. I actually um, was going to talk. I was gonna. Yeah, the Roland Brothers. I mean, they were on. I've heard something. I think it was. Oh, there's a new. There's a new. Their new album's good. There's a new show that I recently discovered on YouTube. I love it because you know, it's like just like talking music with you guys. I love to hear other people talk mm-hmm. about music and present things. And I learn stuff. That's why I love learning new stuff about music. And he brought up. Uh, I think it's called the Dean of Rock. Think his name is I can't remember, but he's got a cool YouTube show. If you're out there, to maybe you know research that. But he was talking about Collective Soul, and he brought up things that I forgot about them because everybody knows the one big hit off of. Um, that first album with the red album with the guy yelling. I can't remember the name of the album. Have it up Shine. here. Uh, yeah, Shine the song. Right, and everybody right. knows that. Uh, hints, allegations, and things left unsaid. That came out in '93. Then their second album, the follow-up album, that had December on yes. it, and the world I know. And mm-hmm. I mean, almost they were actually bigger hits than yes. that one. It's like the and, first
0: one they kind of need to be able to do this, and then the second one, you know, exactly. And that, yeah. you know, they
1: and they there's a lot of music there that people don't really know. And they, and there's there's still put out. And then they had the hit too off from the. Everybody remember the Jerky Boy. You know, they were the, pop, the popular prank callers. They had that great song from that silly movie that they made. Um, but it was a great, the, the song was great, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, so Collective Soul is another 90s band that, um, I said they, they had their heyday, but I still think it was a good band that could, could still survive today, you know? What do you got, Jeremy?
2: You guys are going to hate me for this, and you may agree or not disagree with me, but um, I, I have, there's, I have an affinity for Nickelback.
1: I do, too. I don't know. If, I don't understand the hate. And, and, and the reason <laughs>
2: by is, 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 a, is, is Nickelback is one of those bands who, who in my opinion, um, they release good music. I don't listen to them all the time. In fact, I probably haven't listened to them in realistically probably 10 years. But from a music standpoint, they release music and they're almost Americano in that fact. that they, they, You can count on them releasing a good album or a good song in singing about pertinent things in their world. And I like that, and that's what I like about them. They're a comfortable man. They put out good music, and I never, I don't understand the hate behind it. Yeah, pre- it's pre- like, preach, <laughs> my friend,
1: because I don't like, understand either, because these guys are like the, they're the butt of every joke of like, hey, we're going to, we're going to torture you. You're going to have to sit and listen to Nickelback for an hour. Yeah. And I'm like, that wouldn't hurt I, me. No, it wouldn't hurt <laughs> me either. Like, you know, like, they, they, they. I can, know
0: what it is, because I went and saw them, because one of my girlfriends dragged me to them. Yeah. And I liked their music, but then I saw them live. And? It seems so fake and not genuine, and that's not what really. ruined it for me. Well, maybe, like, maybe, hey, how you
1: doing tonight? Hey, man, you know. And then it just seems really. Maybe that's really, who they are. But it's like, it's I was going to say to Jeremy's point: these, are, yeah. this is a band who knows who they are, yes. you don't, and don't and don't drift too far out of their lanes. But I think I, Chad, I think Chad Kroger is a fantastic frontman. Yeah, so, opposite to your point. And they, they're 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 talented enough musicians. They're not great. They're not. Nobody's gonna be. Yeah. In, they're not on anybody's list of top ten bassist. Right. No, ever, I'm ever. just saying but, I but, can know.
0: see where they. It's maybe something that is not real enough for them.
1: Okay, but what about then? You're, now you're yeah. comparing it to yeah. somebody like a um, uh, what the the band that was from uh, Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, you know, there's a band that you know they. You know, hey, you know, hey, I had to grow up with these guys on my wall, and he did that. And he, he said that same yeah. diatribe every concert, mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, that's but that's what some people want. They want if you're going to be no, a no. Big rock band. and that's why to this that's why I do this
0: is that I get it. You know, like that's somebody's thing, and I'm not going to ever take. And there's plenty of Nickelback you. fans. Exactly. Obviously, I'm they're they're making
1: a lot, not a yeah. You know? yeah, I mean, I <laughs> no, I'm
0: not. I'm not saying I have a hate for them. I'm just yeah. saying. You can see the, where that, where they... Uh, well, because I went and yeah. I was like, this seems kind of orchestrated, you know? Right. It seems kind of, you know, like, here's our set list, here's our songs, and have a good night, you know? Yeah. It didn't seem genuine. Now, that's just my yeah. experience.
1: Cue, cue the encore yeah. now. Yes, yes. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess so, that, but,
0: and that but that's what I will never, ever take away, anybody's enjoyment of music, you know? If that's your thing and that's what you love, then you go ahead and you love them all you want. Now I know they're the, they're the, the the epitome of a joke, you know. Yeah. You know I mean, but no, I will never take away you know somebody's enjoyment and to its own,
1: a hundred hundred percent. So Jeremy, no, it's fine. You know, speak it up. Like, you're, you're, you're allowed to like Nickelback, apparently. No, 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 no.
0: There's going to so. be people listening to this that one. Divide yeah. and one divide yeah. other way. And, and is this is going to be the way it is. I have
1: to admit, I'm a little surprised it's like by I, I, machine. Didn't, I didn't it's know like, that you were you know, a fan of their stuff. No, no, I enjoy them as well. I love, there's some great yeah. jams that, you know, like out there, they're one of those great fist pumping songs that you yeah, can count on yes. And even some of their ballady ones, like the photograph track and, you know, yeah. um, you know, those kind of things. You look, you look at this photo Speaking
0: guy. of, uh, we were talking about earlier during the last recording. Of this one TikToks, so There's a one that goes, "Look at this
1: fucking cat." Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: And it's funny as fuck. But it is
1: funny, but yeah, yeah. It's a, I think as I, I, I would tend to agree with Jeremy, is a kind of an, an overlooked band, and I can see why from John's point. So. And here, All we right, can, okay. and, and
0: I'm going to do a great transition here. Okay. Because here's somebody that's really popular, right? You know Nickelback, somebody that obviously has sold a lot of albums. Canadians' pride and joy, right. you know whatever you want to say. And now here is somebody had their debut in the '90s and became the biggest fucking rock band that was out there, and it was because of somebody passing away. You know, 1994, and we got to live through all of this too because we watched, we get to watch, we got to see the seeds of them growing. Of working with the record store is the Foo Fighters. Yeah, we got to see the the beginnings of Foo Fighters become who they are from the beginning. You know, Dave Grohl's little side project becoming this gigantic machine that is that it is now.
1: Absolutely, and one of one of the great American, one of the last great pure rock bands. Mm-hmm. Um, be, that. Yeah, and, and that's one of my wife's favorite bands. She, I she, love them. My yeah. Shailene is a huge Foo Fighters fan. I am as well. I mean, that's, that's something we share. Yeah. Um, and you're absolutely right. We got to see this this joke, of, no, well, not a joke, but he did it just is as a lark, fun, as a lark to record every single instrument and do the vocals in this little studio with his buddy to you know um, to becoming what they are today, which, is yes. this global rock behemoth, it's but phenomenal. but yeah. with no le- with um, with the same amount of integrity. You talk about you know you're just saying maybe you know there's a little. Once again, disingenuous yeah. <laughs> uh, thing about nickelback, you know, maybe from your perspective, yeah. that's what you yeah, saw. Yeah. But there's none of that with Food Fighters. When yeah. Dave Grohl thanks the audience or comes down and shakes somebody's hand or whatever he does, you think it's you know it's genuine. You don't even think it's genuine, you yes. know it's genuine. And so there's you know the yeah. opposite there. But yeah, Food Fighters be-
0: are to be the biggest thing they are too. There's going to be haters out there, and, and they're going to be people like they're so overplayed, or so oversaturated, saturated. Whatever I you might want to be. I
1: sincerely hope that he decides after Taylor's passing yeah. to continue on as the Foo Fighters. Yeah, just be not and not not just because I'm a fan, and not just because um, they're a money making yeah. machine for him or whatever. Well, he, I just think I and I and you know he
0: will. I think he
1: needs to, and I think we need to because we all need to move past to him. hear those songs. Yeah, you know, and yeah, exactly. And hear those. And he songs began it
0: without were. him. You can continue it on without him. I hate saying that, you know? No, no, yeah. You know? not,
1: not to discount Taylor's contribution to the band because... He contributed. To, because he filled Dave's yes. shoes. And it's, yes. that's a hard, hard thing to do because Dave yes. Grohl was one of the great rock drummers of our, our yeah. generation by far. Great
0: musicians for that matter, you know? So. Absolutely. He was
1: singer-songwriter yeah. you know, yeah, and, yeah. Play and guitar player. And, and
0: overall sh- human being, dude. I mean, like you just said it would, right there. I
1: would... Cut off my right arm almost to meet that guy. Yeah. just Just to shake him with the other hand because because <laughs> yeah from what I've seen in his interactions with people he in is life a yeah guy. and come on who, how many artists break a leg and don't cancel a tour? Yeah. There's some people that won't even go out and play in the rain, you yeah. know, let alone continue the tour when they break a leg. You know, yeah. so
0: I've seen many live performances where he breaks down because he's just enjoying the moment, man. Yes. You can see it, you can feel it. He's like, like Wembley, the Wembley show, and he's just sitting there going, Yeah, fuck, I'm performing I would, in I front would of tend
1: all to, these I people. would tend to think. Um, that he is is as good as he is because he's a fan as well. It's kind of like I just recently met Kevin Smith. Chatting with him for the few minutes I got, you can see he's enjoying... The moment with us just as we're enjoying the moment with him because he's a fan of these comic book conventions and stuff that he's attending he's also he's approaching it not just as the person being there but he's a fan he yeah. enjoys that and we had a great you know little short conversation
0: and appreciating life yes yeah, you know 100 yeah. so, was, so
1: I, yeah dave Grohl was very much
0: 1994 same, you know? dude they came out 1994 yeah, the, the actual
1: the foo fighters album i you know? had the call on it and mm-hmm. you know and the, yeah. those yeah, Davey, has anybody you guys ever hear the pre the pre-album the, does that, it's the called, cassette
0: tape that was out there.
1: It's called Time, uh, Time Clock or something along uh-huh. that line. It was actually it's pretty good. It's really weird. It's kind of different, a little more independent than the actual yeah. Food Fighter stuff. But it's really good. I I would have to dig into the research and find out who or what it's actually called. But I have a copy of it on disc somewhere yeah. that someone made me. And it's really really good. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy it because it's just it's it's still great grow It's just weird and odd. And, and
0: I think it's kind of comes to like you know what people don't realize that you know like. With this past year and everything, it's almost like a full circle and talking about it in this podcast is that, you know, we talk about all these bands, but like you don't realize what we were there in the beginning for some of these artists. And it's really cool that we can all agree on that one and talk about them. Who do you have next?
1: I want to talk about this band and they're not quite a 90s band. They're like very frenzy. They, they really kind of broke in the early 2000s. And you know, it's, it's, kind of, it's almost to Jeremy's point with uh, Nickelback because some people look down on them as well. But I'm a huge fan of this band. I love Disturbed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, David Draymond, who's the lead singer. I mean, he can tend to push the envelope of (laughs) liking him, I guess, because he, you know, he has a style, and and, and some people like it, some people don't. Um, But most of the stuff they've put out since their inception, I've been a big fan of, and I think they've put a different spin on a lot of metal. Metal in general, they have a style, and they kind of stay in their lane. Yes, you know, they're kind of like you know, but um, that's that's just once again, that's my opinion. And even, the, like, the new song that, that just came out called Hey You is all right. I mean, it's not bad, but, their album, but the album they put out before that, the Immortalized album, oh, my God, that album just blew my mind. I loved it so much. And I still listen to that album, you know. But so, once again, not quite the 90s, but the fr- – I, th- I want to say the first album came out like in 2000, I yeah, believe. Yeah, 2000. You know, and even from, from that moment on, I've been a big fan of theirs.
2: They're a good band. Uh, they, they hold their place. They don't mm-hmm. change. It's all the same. Yeah, you know, like and that's, they, that's, are that's a comfortable, they are yeah. they are in for that
1: oh, real, real quick before I go move on to the, the Dave Grohl demo album is called pocket watch um, And it's called late is the name of the okay. actual album And yeah, so I, I, I highly recommend if you're a Dave Grohl fan look try to find that somewhere because it's pretty fun It's it's a fun little really weird independent uh, sounding album.
2: I'm going back and forth between one or two So I will, I will start with Everclear Okay, yeah, good, and good choice. Yeah. and and I wasn't I'll be honest with you, I wasn't a big fan of Sparkle and Fade, I thought it was a good album, yeah. But then, uh, in '97, they brought out uh, um, I'm sorry, Sparkle and Fade, and then So Much for the Afterglow, I think So Much for the Afterglow was when the one that really broke them, yeah, yeah, it was the one that had all the hits on it, I mean, uh, you're right? right. Yeah. But then, um <clears throat> In 2000, they brought out songs from the American movie Volume One and Volume Two, mm-hmm. and the reason I brought them up is because, and I don't think I've, I don't honestly think I've listened to anything since then. Man, maybe I have, but I played the hell out of that album just because of what I was going through at the time. But it was very mature. Yeah, you could tell that it was like another one of those albums where we said a couple times here that they were doing something for them. And I think that that's what they were doing in this album.
1: Well, so, they always wrote pretty pretty personal lyrics, but you're right, Dad, right; their their albums lyrically matured over time.
2: Yes, and I think that they like, I think that they really matured with that album. I remember listening to a lot of the first volume one, but I'd probably have to go back to listen to volume two. There weren't there. I, I was looking for the track listing to see if I could remember the songs, but I don't I don't think I listened to volume two as much as I listened. to
1: I one. preferred volume one over volume yeah. two as well.
0: We kind of roughly went over subliminal sublime sublime they're, sublime, sublime. <laughs> but there's a couple people i'm going back and forth from here and it's and they're two different styles they're going to be more different from one another <laughs> and it's just so that i can get them in there is um uh, they, they came out as a band the year i graduated but they didn't come successful it's so like i think either mid to late 90s and that was weezer and that uh, was
1: that was they were on my list as well because i yeah. love weezer a lot is also
0: and you talk about a guy that loves music too he is, he loves his hard rock, to his alternative to whatever it might be. He is all over the place in his sound.
1: He's a fellow music store employee. He worked for, mm-hmm. um, what was the other big store? Tower yeah Tower, yeah, Tower Records. Records. He worked for Tower Records in California.
0: Yeah, um, River Cuomo. Cuomo. You know, River's Cuomo. No. So he, you know, Weezer is one of these bands that, they're still making albums. They came out with another album, like uh they've been very prolific
1: ago. recently but some of this this like orchestral stuff he's put out is not really my to my taste yeah. but it's something like you said he's very prolific and he likes a lot of different things so he's just oh, he's whoa, throwing stuff nice. out there whatever and i think that's great he's really utilizing the internet to bypass the the, the, the machine of the labels and just put stuff out yeah. there to see you know this is hey this throw is it on I, the wall and see yeah. what happens well this is what i like maybe yeah. you'll like it too that's yeah. all he's really doing yeah. um but Mus- weezer as a band Definitely were solid. It's a shame that the second album, the Pinkerton album, which followed the Blue album, yeah. right? Because after the huge success of the Blue album, they put out Pinkerton, which was, in my opinion, was amazing. And it was it even is, better because yeah. it was more raw. And it gets the and kudos it, it deserves now. It does, but it didn't sell for, for at Anything, yeah. so it at all. Mm-hmm. It was considered a failure, but it was a fantastic album. Um, yep. So yeah, if you're if you're a Weezer fan, yeah, listen to that
0: album. And then and that's it's like the Paul's boutique. It, it wasn't successful at the time, but you go back and that's what Pinkerton is. Pinkerton is one of those.
1: Wow. I thought for at its time, I was like, wow. Oh my. I was like, yeah. It really yeah. took it. that one album. I was like, oh my god. And I even knew at the time that it wasn't going to be successful because it wasn't palatable. Yeah, it didn't yeah. have the gloss and the, the the spit shine of the blue album, but yeah.
0: you know. And I love that's what their albums are—is all different colors and stuff for their popular <laughs> albums. But then they have all these other side little things like Van Weezer and things like that, you know.
1: <laughs> well, they had the Van Weezer logo. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you have? Uh, I'm going to talk about another band that's huge or became huge, which was no doubt.
0: Yes, I had them on there. Yes, yeah,
1: so I figured someone, one of you guys, would talk about that. And that that album when um, uh, what was the Tragic Kingdom came out. Yeah. And we all were kind of like, wow, what the heck is this all about? Right. And you and know, we turned
0: that, me on to them. Who's that? Leslie Mantuso.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead who, who is currently a big shot at Ikea now. Yeah, and who's and, one and of the, our
0: music like Sam Goody employees. That's right.
1: Yeah. Shailene gave her her very first job yeah. working at Sam Goody. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, um, no doubt, and it was interesting because they, they, this was, they was something different at the time. They were that ska pop, you know? They mm-hmm. kind of came from a ska background. And um they had the great vocals, but the band was tight, and I think that's what yeah. really—that's what really sold it. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't just a girl band. Mm-hmm. You know, they, she was a member of the band, yeah. and, and that was another talk about maturity. How Tragic Kingdom was so good, but as they continued on with their other albums, yes. the writing and the playing became more mature, and the subject matter became more mature, yes. and was what was equally as um, yeah. equally as enjoyable.
0: And so that, then, that, and obviously, you know, this is one of those things where you know somebody decides to make a few life decisions and now she's huger than...
1: But her solo stuff was good yeah. as well. That was the other thing. Yeah, call you know, her how... girl. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, she
0: is a pop icon now, or... or social media icon whatever you want to call it now oh, yeah she's, because she stretched out into than, fashion and, and to
1: makeup and you know being on The Voice face, and, being, yeah. and being married to that big lumbering country guy you know. <laughs> Blake Shelham, I know yeah. Blake Shelton yeah but no no
0: she was she was a part of a movement of females in the 90s and it's wild to look back and think about those moments I remember when that came out yeah. you know and who do you got
2: Jeremy <laughs> cool, cool I thought he, she was married to fucking Gavin Rossdale She
1: was. was. They got they got divorced years ago. He had, yeah. he had an affair with the baby with the nanny. Yeah. And they had they had Well, a, they there were some other things that I, came I, out I, of that. I guess
2: I guess I don't really pay attention. I guess I did know that she was with Blake Shelton that makes sense now, but I don't know. I had it in my head that I remember them being a power couple. They were for quite a few right. years
1: because they met during the tour. They they were touring on Tragic Kingdom and Bush was yeah. touring. They were doing that the uh, dual tour and they met and fell in love and got married and had kids. Right. And then, uh, that was a
0: band too that was really popular in the nineties too. So and they were. It came out in ninety two. Go
2: ahead. The last one that I have for this fine evening is uh, the Mighty Mighty Bosstones. Yeah. Speaking uh, of Scott. And so it's yeah. a nice segue from, from, from No Doubt, because yes, they're sure, kind absolutely. of the same school. Uh, I don't think, I think that No Doubt became more popular than they did. But I was introduced to them uh, in 97 with Let's Face It. And I didn't know anything about Scott at the time. And I remember playing the hell out of that album. I know that album like the back of my hand. But then recently, the past couple of years, I've actually gone back and and uh, listened to their earlier catalog of this stuff. The stuff going back and I actually like almost that almost even more and unfortunately they just actually retired this year they just called it quits well, what's it, his I, name
0: the lead singer is the band leader Mick, for
1: Mickey something or other I think is his
0: yeah, name for yeah. Jimmy Kimmel show right? they, or not uh,
2: yeah I think somebody like that yeah yeah, so anyway, so yeah, they're they're done, but I didn't realize they had been together, uh, I re- when I remember with them...
1: Well, they were together for quite some time Like, before, almost close to 50 years. Yeah, before like, they got, long before right. they had a hit I mean, record, they, they, they had were... A, their first know,
2: album came out in 89, but they've been together since uh 83 yeah uh-huh. like like and so when i heard that i was like damn i guys, saw them like,
1: like two or three times and they're a fantastic live band so much fun yeah uh, their tour manager is the guy who stands on stage and dances the entire time <laughs> not stop uh-huh. um, in a suit and tie no doubt or two, to but, uh, mind you and so yeah they're they're fun yeah they're they're much better than the hits actually they're one of those bands yes, that they, 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 they their were hits were good but they were much better right, they
2: were consistent that's what mm-hmm. i loved about them every album that i listened to i was like i don't There was nothing I couldn't say I don't like this right Mm -hmm. I was like I like this there's something about this like yes fun like they're just good Mm -hmm. they're good road like I'm in the road like listening to you know road traveling music or whatever yeah so yeah was that the
1: impression that I get was the big hit yeah you know that song was all about uh, one of their friends who had to take an AIDS test yeah which is kind of odd if you didn't know that I mean it's it's, because you don't really think you don't really think about that when you're hearing the song yeah but then you start listening to the lyrics and that's what he says you know I never had a knock on wood but, you know, I know someone who had. And that's what he's talking about. Someone's like, oh, you know, hey, I, I, I hope I don't get this. Or hope this comes back negative, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And that was right in the middle of the AIDS epidemic.
0: The one that I'm going to end with here is somebody that kind of like our Nickelback. And <laughs> we get a lot of the, uh, and it's because I, I'm not going to take away my 90s experiences with them. I don't go see them as, I, I can't remember the last time I seen them. But every time I have seen them live, and I've seen them on live like a freaking least maybe it's like ten times. Maybe I'm not positive. But they have such a huge following that they don't need to sell a lot of records because they, they sell their live shows, is Dave Matthews man.
1: I I wouldn't groan at that. I mean yeah, no. I get people that
0: still groan like, oh my god, Dave Matthews man, like, you know, whatever. But I I've seen them so many times I was Besides Pearl Jam, they're one of the only fan clubs. I've never got
1: there. to see them live, unfortunately, but I love a lot of their music because they're just a solid, solid band. I think mm-hmm. you saw didn't you see them like two days in a row at the uh-huh.
2: No, that's Blue Bar. Oh, okay. But I, I actually in ninety four got a promotional copy of Remember Two Things. Mm-hmm. And this is literally probably within six months before like when, when did the next album come out the one that made them big crash yeah so crash so i remember i remember getting this album and it was in in, in seattle washington the same goodie i was working at it. and it was in the promo bin that nobody wanted and i just remember looking at it and this is a crazy story like i'm connecting the dots now do you remember those pictures that you looked at in yeah yeah. Was, yeah okay so uh-huh. that was i that was had, the album cover i had just learned in SeaTac mall how to look at those pictures because there was a, <laughs> I was actually there was a I worked at Spencer I mean, Gibbs as well and or I don't remember if it was a booth or if it was at Spencer Gibbs but I remember how to see them and so I remember picking this album up and it was in the promo bin and I remember like realizing what it was and then seeing the P sign right because if you focus mm-hmm. in on it the cover it so was the one one with one. the carousel on it no, no. that's the second album okay. so remember two things is is, is their first but it's that one of those pictures that you focus your eyes yeah, on and it's yeah. a P sign. And I, th- I thought, okay, I want to. I asked my boss, I'm like, can I have this? And so, you know, they checked it out. with it. And I remember taking it home, listening to it, going, holy shit, this is a really good album. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know, six months or a year later, yeah. Crash came out, and they just blew, blew up. up.
0: Yeah. And here's the f- funniest thing about them, and they got a few stories there, is that we talked about Steve Miller earlier in a previous podcast about owning their shit. Right. They were one of those bands that had such a big life following yes. before they had their record label signage that they said, we want to own our shit. Right. right. And they, they and then, like you want is, us, right. we get to own everything. Right. And we get to distribute what we want. We get to do what we want, you know, and and so that was the reason part of their success yeah. It's because they were able to just make everything on their own and be able to, to Obama Rags is the name of their label, I believe. And
1: it, they, yeah, there's, there shouldn't be any aid for their, you know, I mean, for... Dave Matthews in general i mean he's a he's a genuine artist and he yeah. puts out what he wants to put out and it's kind of like almost it's almost like a, a fish or a grateful dead kind of thing you say, yes. yeah they have a great live following right. so they can just do what they, they want and exactly. if it happens to hit and become a you know, become commercially successful great if not they're not hurting right. They're and they're not yeah. and they're not disappointed in themselves because mm-hmm. they're getting to put out the music that they want Everyday is my favorite Dave Matthews album. I love that album. Yeah. I still listen to that album quite often as well. I love the style and the the, the feel and the flow. I love singing along with that album. Yes. It's just that and yeah and, and then I like the other stuff as well, but that's my go-to Great, fun yeah. live energy with them. Oh, absolutely. They they yeah. like I said they're just a, they're, you know what you're going to get when you see them live as
0: and well. Another reason why I love them so much, the reason why I saw them so much is because one of my best friends Scotty D, who was in a previous podcast, is friends with the sound engineer of that nice. band. And I got to be backstage at a lot of different shows because of that. And I felt the the good you know, vibes of them just being cool people and being a great time to well, hang like out. Carter and and
1: Bruford, right? The drummers, right? Yeah. Carter Bruford, he's one of my favorite current drummers. I love I love mm-hmm. his style of drumming. He's got one of them great flowing kind of styles. I, yes. yeah, I love him a lot. And, you know. Did you and his name is a great, interesting story of that. The reason he... Um, he grew up in South South Africa, mm-hmm. the only reason he came to America is because they were conscripting for the, the army, and his mom's like, nope, that's not going to happen, and yanked him out of there. <laughs> did you see
2: the show that they just did at the Gorge? No. They did a... Uh,
1: the Royal Gorge here in Colorado?
2: No, the Gorge at George. Oh. In okay. Washington. It's like, it's Washington State's... It's almost as good as... Red Rocks, it's a natural. Oh, okay, weather. I did not. I'm not even familiar uh, with that. I'll have to see if I video. can video. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: I'm actually planning a trip next year with somebody I'm talking to. We're going to go see Joni Mitchell at the Gorge, I think. Oh. Because she's us, on yeah. my
2: bucket list. So
1: Yeah, you get but, to see her before she oh, cause she's on. getting up yeah, there, something. so I'd like to see her. I wouldn't mind seeing her.
2: They yeah. did a fireworks show with drones. To during huh. one of their With the lights and mm-hmm, stuff Man, in the cool. sky during that, one of their encores or something like uh-huh. that, or just during the show, and it was and I, I personally to check it out. I hate drones. <laughs> <laughs> they, they bother me, right? right? And I was like, that's the only time that drones are useful is to do because it. It, I mean it, there was like probably I don't know three hundred fucking drones, and it went, I'll find the video and I'll send it to you guys. Yeah.
0: So we're, we're at that time, and I want to thank you guys so much.
1: Thank you for having yes. us. We, I, we, I think we enjoy doing it part. as much as you. I agree. As far as um, just being able to talk music, because that's something that the three of us can, we can go all night, but unfortunately we have to end this one and we'll just come back and do another one. Yeah.
0: So until next time, do your best to take care of each other out there, folks.
2: Do better. Be or the good you, you want to be. I'm saying do better in general. People need to do better. Do better. I, I do like, I, I, I I, I like the, that we um, can take care of each other, too. Yeah, I default the that
1: says, you know, be the good you want to be. Yes. You know, it's like, you know, be the example. Don't fall down to other people's level. I, I try to teach yes. that to Lily all the time, uh-huh. is that just because someone's being a jerk to you doesn't mean you have to be a jerk back, because that's not, that's not productive. It's, it's not going to make the change. You need to always be up here. Never, never go down.
0: Words of wisdom from Mr. Jack Miller and Mr. Jeremy McCree. I hope you enjoyed that second part of our podcast. Music bands and artists from the 90s that get overlooked. I know some of them were not as overlooked as others, and we probably missed a few here and there. I still hope you enjoyed it. I'd love your feedback on who you thought were some artists that we should look into. And if you'd like to do that, you can do so through email at ozo. Mottfan87 at gmail.com. That's O Z O M A T F A N 87 at gmail.com. Also, through Music Made Seeds at Facebook.com, where you can reach through the Music Seeds, the Music That Made Us Facebook page. There's also the TikTok at Johnny Come Lately, a TikTok handle. You can see some pretty cool uh, promos for that on there. And then also through Instagram, through Johnny Evans or John Evans. I hope to hear from you. I hope you're all doing well. I'm sure you had a great Halloween. Here we come November. Here we come election. Let's do our best, like I said before, folks, to take care of each other out there. And until next time, good day. Hi, this is Johnny. I'm your host. And you are listening to scenes, the music that made us.